0: All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.
1: I'm Dr. Priyanka Wally, medical doctor and stand-up comedian.
0: And I'm Sean Hayes, actor and hypochondriac. It's safe to say that I'm not America's first hypochondriac, but I am America's first actor.
1: Hello, podcast listeners. Rebecca Eisenberg from Hazy Mills Productions here. And I'm thrilled to announce the brand new podcast that we just launched, Eating Out with Eric and Steve.
2: Each episode, Eric McCormick and Steven Weber yak and snack with two of their showbiz friends, Be prepared to hear heartwarming stories and laugh out loud with their celebrity guests. But don't just take my word for it. Check out the trailer.
3: Hey, are you tired of actors with
4: podcasts? Yammering on to other actors. Blah, 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 my new movie. Blah, 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 shot a man in Yonkers. You ever listen to a bunch of actors eat? Ugh, with the laughing and the chewing. They think they're so funny. Makes me sick. Well, you're gonna love our new podcast. Eating Out with Eric and Steve. I'm Eric McCormack from Will and Grace and
0: Travelers. And I'm Stephen Weber from Wings and, uh, I don't know, a whole bunch of shit. Can I say shit? It's all
4: you ever do. Join us as we yak and snack with our closest showbiz pals. You'll hear our great pal, the legendary Alfred Molina. And I'm sitting there going, what the fuck am I doing here? Apart <laughs> you know, no. pl- from pl- enjoying a free lunch, which uh, <laughs> goes to show that there is such a thing as a
0: free lunch in Hollywood. <laughs> Listen to Brian Cranston and Julie Bowen bragging about their Emmys. What's it like winning an, uh, an award?
4: <laughs> hmm. This is a little I really want to know. I'd like What's to know what it's like breaking an Emmy in half. How's how does that how does that feel? You'd
0: have to ask my son. <laughs> I just play with mine like action figures. <laughs> Here's Lavar Burton and Richard Kind in our first episode that quickly went off the rails. How's this going? Is this what you want? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Is this good po- I is think, this podcast? I think funded? this is
4: what America wants. Ah. Uh-huh. So grab a cocktail and join us. Go to apple.co slash eating out or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe now. You shot a man in Yonkers? It was years ago. He's fine. We're eating out with Eric and
1: Steve. Yeah. Hi, Priyanka. Top of the morning to you. Oh, she she's got back
0: from Dublin. Is that what that huh. is?
1: Yeah, more like the Dubliner bar, am I right? <laughs> the, um, <laughs> down the street. <laughs> <laughs> my
0: grandpa used to say that all the time. My grandpa really, yeah, because oh they're from. Oh my uh,
1: goodness! Yeah, my the... grandpa
0: and grandma were from uh, County Kerry and Dingle.
1: Oh, my goodness. So uh, were they the ones that immigrated here? Or was that your your parents? Uh, or both. What's your immigration story? Bo-
0: both sides. Both sides came over, yeah, from Ireland. Oh,
1: that's amazing. So they isn't had the crazy? accent and everything.
0: Yeah, and that's why I'm so pasty white. You can actually almost I see through I love
1: it. Yes. Yeah, you, most translucent just... person. <laughs> you're glowing.
0: I know. But wait, I want to talk to you this. I know you're not a dentist, but um, what? isn't that crazy? I had a crown put on last week.
1: Oh, how was it?
0: It was fine. You know what's so amazing so you know they file it down. If they file your tooth down,
1: right? And okay. then they have
0: a—he has a computer that takes the exact outline of wow. the all every single tiny crevice and curve and whatever of the of the tooth. Then he has a machine make the crown. And so <gasps> you, you wait for forty-five minutes instead of coming back with a temp. You know, wow. So you wait forty-five minutes, and he comes in, and puts it on. You're done. It's like a one visit.
1: Isn't it amazing how advanced technology has taken medicine? Yes, it's crazy. You know, back in the ye old days, dentists would just take your teeth out and you would just be walking around with 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 just like a bare grill. Yeah. 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 You know, and uh, look, now they're designing like Gucci crowns for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's like me and rap stars. That's what we wear. Right. (laughs) Um,
1: oh, so was there any residual pain or like... I don't were,
0: know. So so no, So no. but it's always like you got something new foreign in your mouth, right? So you're like, what's that? What's that? And when you chew on the other side for a day or whatever. And then I started chewing on, on both sides. And I was like, uh, so now it's a little sensitive. So I might have to go back or I don't know. Sure. I don't know if that's okay. normal.
1: Right, right. Well, I'm not a dentist. This is a well, hypochondriac denter. <laughs>
0: Nice. <laughs> Happy hypochondri-denter.
1: Denter. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. What if it was all we talked about were <laughs> mouth issues?
1: You know, there would be a following for that. We'd get these callers. <laughs> I have a crown. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. We, we There would be six episodes and that's it.
1: Yes. Um, Well, actually, there would probably be one episode for each tooth, don't you think? I don't know how many teeth are in the human body. I should know that.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, right. There's what? Is there 30, 40, something like that? Something.
1: I don't know. A hundred. Yes. So we do
0: a (laughs) hundred episodes. All right. So listen, I'm going to take your advice, by the way, switching subjects. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to take a break from hypo while I'm doing Broadway.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm I. I feel sad. I know, I feel sad too. But I also know that this is the best thing for your long-term wellness.
0: Right, right. Because I'm also doing another podcast yeah. called Just Jack and Well. It's like, I can't do all three.
1: No, you're a human being with limited yeah. resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's really wise because here on the show, we always talk about self-care and yeah. pri- you know, prioritizing yourself. And it would be totally hypocritical as co-host of Hypo if you were martyring yourself for the sake of the show, it just doesn't make any sense. So I'm proud of you, Sean, for setting that boundary.
0: Thank you. And you and I offline always talk about self-care.
1: Yes. Yes, we really do. And I also just want to reassure the listeners that while Sean is on Broadway, we're actually going to bring in some guest co-hosts.
0: Yes, which is exciting.
1: It's actually very exciting. It's kind of like Sean's taking a little holiday and we're going to meet a few guest co-hosts and we'll announce the first guest co host next week, actually.
0: We know who it is, but we know
1: who know. it is, but we will announce it officially next week. Yeah, it's and really we're very fun. Excited. And cool. Yeah, super yes. excited about
0: that. And then, but you know who else I'm excited about?
1: Our guest today.
0: Our, our guest today is Andy Bell. Andy
1: Bell. Oh my I goodness. Mean, this is so
0: the Andy crazy. Bell. So he's yes. like one of my heroes of all time. Andy okay. Bell's the lead singer of Erasure, and we'll, yeah. we, you know, everybody knows his music and you'll you'll you know the songs so i i just can't believe he's on the show it's like i'm freaking out and his birthday's april 25th so right it's just right like so happy days. early
1: birthday yeah,
0: yes yeah, yeah. but before we get to andy which i'm going to completely fan out about let's hear from our listeners the first recorded message is from someone named bob let's listen to bob
3: hi sean uh love your show thank you uh, i just have an odd story about uh, 10 or 15 years ago Um, I suddenly kept thinking that my bone structure was getting very light and somewhat bird-like, I guess is the best explanation. I'm a swimmer, uh, an open-water swimmer, a competitive swimmer, and uh, I had been a trained ballet dancer in my youth. I'm about 66 now. This was happening in my Mm. mid-50s. And so I asked my doctor if I could get a bone scan. I just thought my bones were, like, getting lighter. He thought I was Mm -hmm. being silly. I had no other symptoms. He said women, postmenopausal women that were my age would be much more at risk. This went on for a couple of years and he finally relented and gave me a bone scan. About a week later, I got a handwritten letter from my doctor apologizing to me because I uh, ended up having mid-range osteoporosis in my hips and my spine. There were no symptoms other than just me feeling like my bones might be lighter. And I was also every once in a while having dreams that included images of that honeycomb candy. So I'm not, you know, sort of a, I'm a very science-based person and I can't come up with any solution uh, as to why this occurred other than my body, quote-unquote, letting me know that something was wrong with -hmm. with my bone density. Uh, I I was prescribed stuff and everything's fine now. I just thought it was very odd. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Wow, thank you, Bob. Unbelievable. First of all, Bob, way to go listening to your body, yeah, being proactive, going Uh to the doctor, Uh not taking no for an answer, saying, Uh check this out. It's that everybody should do if you're able to, which is, Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic that you do that and then caught it before anything bad happened.
1: Yeah. And remember, I mean, we've said this before on the show, right? You are the one living in your body. So even though your healthcare professional may have read the literature and knows the science, you know your body better than anyone else because yeah. you're the one living in it. That's you're right. the one experiencing it. That's
0: right. And by the way, I would kill to look like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> right, wouldn't you? Well,
1: I mean, which bird though? Like duck, like, ostrich? No, like an eagle. Turkey? Like a bald oh, okay. eagle.
0: <laughs> you know? Oh,
1: man, I'm penguin all the way. Penguin <laughs> for the win. <laughs> I always forget a
0: penguin is a bird.
1: It's such a bird.
0: Bob, that's wild. But pranko what do you do for osteoporosis? What okay. it means is deterioration of the bones, Right.
1: Here's the thing. Okay. To And this is important for any men listening out there who might be in a similar situation as Bob's. So there is some language you can use with your doctor to try and fast track getting a bone scan. For example, if you are a man age 50 and you have a history of celiac disease, you are at risk of developing osteoporosis. So you can tell your doctor that because of your history of celiac, you should be screened. Another piece of jargon that you can say with your medical professional is that if you feel like you're losing height, like you've lost one and a half inches of height or more, you're getting shorter. That is a sign that you should be screened early for osteoporosis at wow. age 50. Another sign, if you've ever been given oral steroid pills like prednisone, mm-hmm. that can be a risk factor and you should really? screen starting at age 50. Or if you've had like a fracture And there wasn't really a big trauma associated with it. Like it's called like a low trauma fracture. Like you were just walking around and you got a fracture of your foot or you had an x-ray and it showed osteopenia. You should be screened early. Otherwise, all men should be screened starting age 70. But if you have any of those risk factors, you want to screen early and you can wow. talk to your doctor and say these things and get the bone scan early.
0: I love that. Wow, that's good advice. You know, I uh, you know I had that like little tendonitis in my wrists and stuff like that. So I went yeah. to both. I went to like two different doctors. One was uh, what are they called? But just the bones?
1: An orthopedic surgeon. Orthopedic. Is that the one? Not yeah. a surgeon,
0: but just an orthopedial
1: Well, they have a physical medicine and rehabilitation PM and R specialist. That's like a non-surgical Musculoskeletal specialist, but
0: anyway, long story short, I'm I'm fine. Uh, You're uh, fine, but
1: but he said I I
0: got my bones looked at, and he's like, "Your bones are perfect; like they're oh, good. So So you don't have
1: anything. Have you ever had a bone scan?
0: Yeah, I think a long time ago, like maybe five years ago.
1: Yeah, no birds. No birds no there, birds inside. There was a for sale sign at the yeah. femur, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's for sure. I can tell something's going on with my hips, so I'll get that checked out in like 10 years.
1: Yeah, but anyway, I mean, those hips don't lie, let me ah, tell you. <laughs> they
0: don't. Bob, thank you for your call. I'm so thank glad you're doing you. better. And way to go listening to your body. Next up is from someone named Samantha. Let's listen to Samantha.
2: Hi, Pranka and Sean. My name is Samantha. I live in Vancouver, Canada, but I am from Newfoundland, Canada. And Sean, I, Will and Grace has been my favorite show since I was a little girl. Oh. So just thank you so much for all the joy you've provided in my That's life. So nice. I love this podcast. I'm calling in because um, Priyanka, and I guess Sean too, I'm also a pretty sensitive person, and I am neurodivergent, and I also identify as a sensitive person. Mm-hmm. Um, so one time, a couple of years ago, I was having a crazy pain, and I really thought that it was my gallbladder, and it was a gallbladder attack, and that's a whole other story. But basically, I went to the ER twice in 12 hours. So the second time, they're like, oh, she's not faking it. She's actually in pain. But like, we're going to give you morphine. And then when the man was putting like the morphine into my IV, he's like, it's going to feel like you're going to have a panic attack. And then, you know, then you'll be high basically. And so he put it in. And one thing about me, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I've been sober for six years. Not because I had a problem with substances. It's just that, again, because I'm a sensitive person, alcohol and drugs just really affect me negatively and really Uh intensely. And so when they put in the morphine, I don't know what happened. And Priyanka, you might be able to explain what happened to me. But first of all, I couldn't walk. They had to put me in a wheelchair. I lost my hearing. Mm -hmm. I couldn't speak. I started sweating profusely. Mm -hmm. Like, I truly, like... I. I thought I was dying, like, uh. but I was so fucking high. Oh, sorry. I was so high <laughs> that
0: <laughs> you can swear.
2: You couldn't, um, I couldn't do anything. And I was there by myself cause it was COVID time. So Priyanka, I just wanted to, was I having an overdose or does it sound like an overdose? Is it just because I'm really sensitive to like, um, uh-huh. you know, medications, even like Advil sometimes can affect me. So now I'm a little worried about taking certain medications. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Thank you so much. I love the podcast. Bye.
1: Okay. Samantha, yeah, thank she's, you. She,
0: that, that's amazing because I'm the same way. We talked about this. I'm so sensitive to like any it, medication. Sensitive. And um, yeah. some bodies are just like that, yeah. right? And uh, delicate flower. Yeah. Scotty, Scotty calls me delicate Exactly. So, so what was that? Exactly.
1: Yeah. So Samantha, it sounds like you did have a reaction to morphine. You're describing all of the quote unquote adverse effects that morphine can have, the flushing, the fact that you got really weak, you couldn't walk, the hearing loss could happen because the morphine acts on the central nervous system. So too much of it
0: or allergic to it?
1: So that's the thing. You know, what people don't understand about highly sensitive people is that their brains and their nervous systems are wired in a way that it takes a lot less stimuli to overwhelm them. Right. 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 And this can be super advantageous in the sense that like highly sensitive people are the ones that can notice things before other people do because it requires less stimuli. But it's also a double edged thing. Right. Because Samantha, it didn't take much morphine for her to experience some of the more severe adverse drug reactions to the substance itself. You know, Samantha, this is why. And thank you for this call, because this is why I think we need a new specialization in medicine to specialize in this group of people, the uh-huh. same way you would have like a pediatrician mm-hmm. taking care of a kid or a heart doctor for a heart issue.
0: Is this neurodivergency?
1: Yeah, I think there should be an area of specialization in medicine for highly sensitive folks.
0: Yeah, I'll fund it. I mean, yeah,
1: like, OK, well, uh, I, I mean, I'm working <laughs> on, on various projects dedicated to this because I think Samantha's story is so common. Yeah. And you, Sean, have shared so many stories that are similar to this, you know. Yeah, yeah. Samantha, what I would tell you is that next time if you are offered morphine, it's important to tell them that you have a sensitivity to them. And tell to them the to morphine. give it to me instead. Give it to Sean instead, Dad, obviously. Yeah, just to and it. you could use a different medication or if it's possible for them to give you a much, much lower dose. Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, what I what I do, Samantha, and by the way, I, lo- I thank you for calling because, yeah, I, I'm yeah. very similar to you. I always ask whenever I have to have a thing or like in, like a IV of something for the ER for my AFib or whatever it is. Yes, I say, can you put it in really, really slow?
1: Yes, good. And, uh, I yes. will tell
0: you when I feel it, and then we can stop, right? Yes. Except except for anesthesia, obviously you can't. So you you're like three, right. two, one. But yeah, I, that's what I do. I would say put it in really, really slow, low dose, and and let's communicate.
1: Yes. I'm so glad that you're sharing that. That's such a great tool. And in your experience, Sean, do you feel like the health providers that work with you when you say that, do they listen? Do they understand that? Yes. Only
0: one time was some guy years and years and years ago was some guy, "Uh uh-huh. And he just shot the whole thing. "Ah," And I was like crazy.
1: So Sean, have you ever been uh, given morphine in the hospital?
0: No, um, no. I've been given lots of stuff. Lots of okay. glorious, amazing medication. Yeah. But I also don't have a problem with substance abuse and I don't drink and,
1: right, you know, right. all that
0: stuff. I don't do drugs.
1: Yeah. It's wild. Do you know? Because morphine comes from the opium poppy plant, which is the same plant that, it's the Heroine. same medicine that makes heroin and codeine and, yeah, and the, na- synthetic narcotics like oxy and whatnot. That's, what's, that's
0: why it scares me. Like all that stuff scares me because of the epidemic we're in, but that's another podcast. Right. But yeah. like,
1: isn't it crazy that a plant could do all of that? Yes. Like, and how you and do poppy, so and, and, you Poppy, so naughty. I know.
0: And, that, <laughs> and then how do you, how are you like, mm, I'm not feeling well. I'm going to try to eat that plant. Like, right. how do you discover that? It's so crazy. I mean,
1: at some point, a human being was walking around, you know, maybe with a big flesh wound and was somehow channeled. To just eat the opium a, poppy or, and was like, oh, this feels good.
0: <laughs> or it was, or it was aliens.
1: It was aliens. aliens yes, brought, right. yes, you
0: told us to try it.
1: Mm-hmm. right that's hilarious because who would put that much knowledge in a human being right that's what i'm
0: saying that's exactly it's what definitely
1: I'm saying. aliens but thank you samantha yeah
0: thank you samantha i love that story and i'm glad you're doing okay too uh, the number to leave us a message in the future is 323-529-6031 again 323-529-6031 we love hearing from you please keep sharing your stories let's get to our guest Oh my God, there he is. Oh my God, Andy Bell. This is so crazy. I'm so excited for our guest today. He was such a huge inspiration for me in my life. He's the lead singer of the band Eraser. And with his bandmate, Vince Clark, they've written over 200 songs, sold over 25 million records. It's the incredible Andy Bell. I cannot believe I'm chatting with you Hello. Welcome.
4: Hi, Dr. Welly.
1: Hello.
0: You have to know something, that this is so bizarre for me in the most glorious way I probably know every word to every song oh. I, I I do I, talk, I I talk about how you are such a massive influence on me. I remember I remember this I'm gonna start out by saying this and then I'll let you talk, I promise okay is <laughs> when I was uh, 1988, my first year of college and when you' was your first year of college, you're out of home and you're like, oh my god i'm I'm free I'm oh my god. And a little respect was the number one song, I think, in the world. Um, I'm pretty. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm probably sure. And so it was everywhere. It was like, and then the Innocence album, and before that, Wonderland, and just all all the. So anyway, and we used to drive to the gay bars, like an hour away, and put Wonderland on, and all these songs by you. And so I was. This is what I wanted to tell you. I was floored at 18 years old learning because my um, roommate at the time was like, oh, yeah, you know, he's gay. And I was like, yeah, wait, what? And the guy <sighs> and, and my friend Randy was like, yeah, yeah, no, he's gay. I, and I couldn't believe you could make a living in the arts being open and gay in yeah. 1988. And that completely blew my mind. It opened up every kind of door and window into my psyche to think that, gosh, if Andy Bell could be out and proud and and just and and also unbelievably talented maybe there's like a space for me somewhere and Aww. so yeah it's true and i and i used to just i'll go bullet points super fast these are the things and i used to take singing lessons in college and ask my teacher if he can make me sing like you <laughs> okay. i went to the wild tour i went to the Phantasmagorical tour where i shoved my way to the front row singing every word to every song and you threw your wet towel at me in the front, <laughs> yes, in the front row, out of the thousands of people, you're like, "Woo!" Because I think you saw me fanning out or something like that. Aww. Idiot needs my towel, and so. Um,
1: and Sean's like, "I have it right here." I swear to God, <laughs> I saved
0: it
4: for years. Oh, no. I saved it for years. Yeah, it probably and, stinks, doesn't it? Finally? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it, it stinks when you threw it. But anyway,
0: <laughs> no. Aww. But I thought I was going to be a pop star and write music in the style of Erasure, and I did. And I recorded songs when I was younger. It's so embarrassing, but. Um, but I must say, now that I know how the instrument of the voice works from, yeah. I've done yep. Broadway and I did blah, 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 yeah. blah, and I recognize that you're one of the few singers who sings, for lack of a better word, properly, meaning unlike other singers who yep. are pop stars and in the world and tour as much as you do and record as much as you do, you're able to do so because you have the training to back up just the kind of muscle that it yeah, is yeah
4: yeah right well it's it's funny yeah it's kind of like a natural thing i think i've just i think i've learned over the years you know for me i'm sure with your acting as well as kind of you just feel if you're not improving while you're going along right then uh, it, i don't see the point of doing it do you know what i mean right it's kind right, of, right right you have to be yeah. learning all the time
0: right i mean it, it it's true though i recognized it even as a young kid like You sing from the diaphragm. You know how to do phrasing. You know how to do all of that. And a lot of, and there are people like Lady Gaga knows how to do that too. And there are other like proper singers like yourself like that, that know just how to do it. And it's no wonder you can do it so well and have been doing it for so many years.
4: Yeah, it kind of comes naturally, you know. You you because when you, I mean, I don't oft, I don't watch myself back very much, but when you listen to yourself on a recording on the stage, you can hear when you're running out of breath and stuff like that. So I think yeah. your mind just learns how to slow down a little bit, you know, take a breath here on the side, and then yeah. okay. and then kind of work back into it again, you know. Yeah,
0: and I also I ran into you um, at one of your concerts where you're touring with other people of course i blocked them out because i was like yeah and um and uh we saw each other like backstage or something for a second and you said i said to you god i don't know how you memorize all those lyrics to all those songs and you go i don't know how you memorize all those
4: lines oh my god i
1: I was like
0: really you just memorize them but how do you with 200 song over 200 songs Sorry to ask us
3: dumb it's questions. It's fine.
0: But, but how do you, are you ever on tour and you're like, on autopilot and you're like, I, yeah. I know the words, but I just don't know how I'm saying them.
4: Yeah, when you, when you get really tired, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm writing at the moment, but when you get tired, as you said, you go into autopilot. But I find now, even in real life… I get my sentences and things the, the, the wrong way around or the words uh-huh. will come out in the wrong order. Uh-huh. And I think that's as well from being on stage and being on autopilot. Uh-huh. And the, it, 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 the same thing happens. Like I might sing verse one on verse two and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, mean, I find it much easier when a note is attached to the word. That's why I can't okay. do acting because I can't do speaking words. Because okay. to me, they Got don't it. have notes.
0: All right, let me tell you a little secret. Yeah. Okay. I memorize lines. Yeah, because where I'm standing, if I walk, 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 and I'm standing at the corner of the couch, yep. I know that that triggers this one line. And then if I walk to the fridge, I'll stand in right. front of the fridge while the cameras right. are rolling. like, "I'm like, oh, this is that line." So it's similar, I guess. So okay. I, I just need to yeah. name what yeah. you yeah. both
1: are describing here. Yeah. Okay, so you're Genius. Are you describing to- genius? Well, okay. <laughs> That's weird. Besides the genius, <laughs> but um, it's important to remember that memories are stored in the body. So when you're when you're singing a note, you're actually using your entire body to express that note. And the language associated with that physicality is what seals the memory. Same thing with Sean, like the physicality of being in a particular location. This is why it's so important in trauma recovery, because the memories are stored at the level of the body. And so in order to heal from trauma, it actually has to happen on a body level. So you're both naming the same principles that memories exist on a cellular level. It's not just in our heads.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah it's yeah. true. It's, that's true for every single aspect of your life, isn't it? For like memories yes. throughout, your, throughout your whole life. Even, you know, if you've lost somebody or, you know, you kind of, you revert back to that. I, I feel at the same time, a year after or five years after, at the same time of the month, so to speak. Yeah, you'll, <laughs> you'll have that, that memory will trigger itself yeah for sure totally for sure. and
1: there are even positions you know like if you slouch a particular way that could elicit a specific memory from an earlier period of time so it's it's literally in our physicalities
0: okay so speaking of triggering memories Andy, let's try a little fun little thing before we get to the medical part of this show okay um, so name a song by the way, I'm just thinking of this in the moment. Name yep. a song, and I'll try to do the words.
4: <laughs> okay. You'll try to do the words. If I name a song. Okay, if I name a song. Oh, this is a bit tricky, though. You mean one of our songs? Yeah. Or any song? No, what a, a Ranger song. The, oh, Blue Savannah?
0: Ooh, ooh Savannah, ooh, blue Savannah song. Oh, blue, blue Savannah song. Somewhere across the desert, and a million flowers. That's correct. That the is the correct. Side. Ding, ding, ding. sun, the louds and thunder. My home
1: is
4: where <laughs> it is. I love that. Fight. That's a that's great That's one of my favorite uh, songs. I love that lovely. song. Andy, will
1: you take Sean on tour with you, please?
4: Sure. Yeah, I'd <laughs> love to. I think we'd make a great team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now let's
0: uh, get to this medical thing, which is I know yeah. nothing about it. I don't know what this word means. I'm so excited. Priyanka's yeah. here. Uh, I can't even pronounce it. A- yeah. vascular ne- necrosis.
4: Necrosis. A-vascular, Avascular necrosis. Yeah. Avascular yeah.
1: necrosis.
0: A-vascular. What is it? So, Please educate me.
1: Well, basically, Andy, before you share your experience, sure. just for yep. Sean, it's basically when you lose blood flow to your hip bones. And oh, wow. uh, the hip bone basically doesn't get enough blood in it, and it dies a little bit. Wait, and just and,
0: specifically to the hip bone? No other yes. bones? Yes. Well, yeah. it can happen
1: to other parts, but avascular necrosis usually happens in the hip area. And if you don't treat it, the hip joint can collapse. So it's it's a fairly serious sort of situation. Wow. But wow. Andy, wh- tell us the story. Like, how did it start? When did you first notice the symptoms? Yeah, yeah. right.
4: Um, well, to be honest, I don't really know how it happened. I mean, it was kind of. I think it was around maybe the nineteen ninety five or 1998 period uh-huh. when i found out i was hiv positive in about 1997 i think uh-huh. and then uh-huh. um and because uh you know i started then the regimen which was quite heavy then uh-huh. and and new right a little it was easy. new it was new yeah i joined just after azt so i was quite lucky because that was a really a poisonous drug at the time
1: uh-huh. so, but
4: but anyway uh they don't really know the reason why this a vascular necrosis happens because whether it's to do with the the drug or whether it was to do with, um, I don't know, my lifestyle or just dancing around on the stage so much and doing, uh, you know, uh, at that time, pogo, well, I thought pogo was really fashionable, you know, after the punk movement, (laughs) which is just basically jumping up and down like you're on a pogo stick. Sure, Uh right, right. And I was doing that all the time on stage, you know, and and I'm not like a natural born dancer so I wouldn't do warm-ups and stretches and things like that would just go on so it was pretty brutal you know yes. I know that um Andy Murray had the same thing he's had his hips replaced as well oh wow Is but it? um yeah I mean I didn't realize we I was just because it was so slow when it happens I was just kind of like I thought I was in dreadful pain and just kind of like walking around and holding onto the tables when I got up to go you know, just across the room basically. And uh-huh. and you know, they took x-rays and saw that one was worse than the other one. My uh-huh. I think it was my left hand side uh-huh. was worse than the other one. So I had them replaced in 2005 in tandem one after the other. Oh, you know, wow. it, uh-huh. it, it was the uh it was the Queen Mother's surgeon that we just, oh, wow. we, just we just happened to find her. She was called Sarah Muirhead Olwood, and she's still working now she's in her That's 70s That's so cool by the way just yeah. to have that surgeon That's amazing yeah. she said to right. me um she said oh I hope you'll be really pleased with the operation I I put you some lovely pink ceramic cups on the top of my hip joints <laughs> <laughs> So and oh. when you die, you can pass them on to somebody else. So oh, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, if anybody's out there, five foot eleven in like twenty five years' time, I'm five eleven.
1: I want em. Sean. Sean would be honoured <laughs> to I have want your em. hips. <laughs> So, Andy, can you walk us through when you said you were sort of hanging onto tables, there was yeah. pain. Where exactly was the pain in your body?
4: Uh, I mean, it's in your hips, but it kind of goes around to your backs. Is it, that okay. like your flexors yeah. or something? Hip flexors. Yeah, like
1: your buttocks. and um, yes. yes. Classically, it can also be pain in the groin area, and there can be yes. limping as well. Was that your experience?
4: It is. Because it's so slow, the degeneration, your mind isn't kind of in control of it, or it doesn't really realise what's going on. You know? right. So you, right. So you're walking around, and it's incredible how high the human pain threshold is. Right. Yeah. When yeah. something so gradual like that, you know, and you just because it creeps up really really slowly so after a while I mean we did this tour it was it was called Other People's Songs and I looked I at it. my costume yeah there's a there's a um, a clip on YouTube called Andy Bell at Home which shows you this but it's um uh-huh. my costume is like an blood corset made of leather and then this Victorian gown that's kind of strapped on in these high boots and I didn't realise I was compensating for not being able to walk by right. wearing this outfit you know uh-huh. Ooh, because, you don't,
0: it, because you're young enough and you're vir- yeah. girl enough and you just don't think it's, yeah, you don't think about
1: right. it. Right. How else did this affect your ability to perform as an artist?
4: Well, that came to a head then, you know. Um, the stage was literally a living room set. So we uh-huh. were confined to the living room set. But after I had it done, I mean, it was an amazing experience, I have to say. That's where I learned to do Reiki. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, in my. Um, recovery period you know okay uh, went to this rehab place and you know had all these spiritual things going on but um yeah Sarah came to see us on one of our shows probably about a year after or two years after I had the operation they make you get up the next day you know when you've as soon as you've had it done they make you stand up yes. and walk you know so she was hiding her eyes because I was doing the cancan on the stage. You know? Oh, no my, way. God. <laughs> oh no. my goodness. John, Gwen, know. How, how
0: soon after were you doing the cancan?
4: That was maybe one year afterwards. <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah, wow. she was.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I think I was kind of teasing her a bit, you know.
1: <laughs> so I'm super curious, Andy, because you mentioned yeah. Reiki and the spirituality in, yeah. in terms of your spiritual philosophy. How do you connect what happened with your hips with your kind of greater uh, yeah. overlying spiritual philosophy?
4: Um, I think it was probably saying, slow down, you know, and uh-huh. making me like a flower that needed to be planted in the ground. Mm-hmm. Back oh, to, I love you know, that. Getting back to, um, to your roots, basically, yes. and kind of uh, not taking yourself for granted. We talk about yes. that
0: a lot here about just self, yeah. like being self-aware enough to implement exactly what you just said, because it takes well, a lot. I don't know. You know, you wish you had it when you were younger—that self-awareness and the self-care. Yeah,
4: but, well, I hope so. You know, people go on about out-of-body experiences, but I mean, once you've left your body, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't come back very many times. Correct. Right. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Totally. No.
1: Well, it's interesting that the hip organs, you know, if you look at things from a chakra perspective or a more alternative perspective, the hips are the site of the root chakra, which is really the grounding Mm -hmm. and then the sort of earth element. And it's it's sort of like where we all come from. Right. So um, it's just very interesting that you had an experience where your hips were literally forced to stop and, you know, you had to literally learn to walk again, just like a child learns to walk for the first time, you know? Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah.
0: How long ago was it, Andy, again, that you
4: had <sighs> This that? was 2005, and I would recommend it to anyone because I know that really? pe- lots of people, you know, I mean, people have trouble with their knees, with their yeah. hips, you know. I would just say, go and get it done. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, it's completely. I don't even think about it. I mean, when I go through the airport, I bleep all the time, so I have to go through <laughs> right. the special. You know, and they they always say, "Oh, do you want to have a s- private search?" And I say, "No, you're fine." Yeah. <laughs> I I bleep all the time just for different yeah. reasons, just because I'm gay. I just bleep. yeah, I bleep everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I love robots as well. So for me, it's, you know, <laughs> I'm half, I'm right, getting Right, you're towards, already halfway yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. yeah Andy, yeah. I'm
1: curious about, did you make any other significant lifestyle changes after you had this surgery and this operation in terms of your diet um, or anything else?
4: To, to be honest, I have to say no. You know, Listen. I just, um, I, you know, I'm one of those people, I'm very carefree and even though I worry. <laughs> it's yeah. um, it's you know all. I smoke. Uh, I mean I've just stopped again. It's kind of I'm a stop starter. Got it. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. It. Right. yeah. See, I
0: always I always knew yeah. that too about you. Just about like cause I knew you liked to smoke, and I was like, how can he sing so beautifully
4: uh, with the smoking? But you do well. The thing is, you can't. You know if that's that. It, I mean, as you age, you cannot do that. You know, yeah, it's yeah. kind of uh, yeah. It's um, I love it. I love having a cigarette every now and then, but. I mean, my partner's here, and he sees the um, you know, he yeah. sees the other side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Are you
0: are you one of, are you one of those people in the morning? Is like, don't talk to me until I drink my coffee.
4: Yeah, I I don't do the mornings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: We're we're, we're performers. Uh, we're night creatures. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. it. Oh, yeah. I get it. I get it. So true. Um, guess what? It's time yeah. for a little game. We're gonna play a super fast little yeah. game. It's super
4: fun.
1: going to play dr wally's hall of fame you're just going to get three questions and if you don't know yep. the answer please guess because i give possible points for creativity okay. sean you're up with the first three questions okay so yeah. first question interesting uh if you were paying attention during this interview what is the name of the energy healing technique that stems from the country of japan that promotes relaxation <sighs> reduces stress and anxiety through gentle touch reiki yes reiki? that is yeah. correct reiki yeah <laughs> Second question for Sean. What 1983 Tom Cruise film featured the song Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger?
0: Risky Business. I mean, this is is so easy. That is correct. Okay,
1: third question. So easy. Okay, third question. In the movie The Bucket List, what wrong name does Jack Nicholson's character intentionally call your character?
0: Jack Nicholson called me... A lot of things while we filmed that, but um Um he called me I think my he called me Tommy.
1: I'll give you that. The answer's Thomas. Tommy, yeah. Thomas. Wow, oh, okay. that's amazing. How did yeah. you know that?
0: I don't know, because wow. I thought it was a funny part that the whole movie Jack calls me a different name. And then you don't learn to the end of the movie that that's not my name.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Uh Sean, you got three for three, which three, is yeah, three. crazy. Right. That uh, never it, it Never happened. Okay. Andy, first question for you. In the human nail, which part of the nail is the cuticle?
4: The cuticle is the is it the little half moon covering on your bottom, the base of your nail. The
1: little half moon covering is the lunula, but I'll give you a second chance. The 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 cuticle is what.
4: That's just under the tip of your nail, where you Very have the French manicure. That's oh. correct. That? It
1: is the thin skin at the base yeah. of the nail. That is correct. Okay. Second question: Which 1980 Blondie song was the theme song for the movie American Gigolo? Call me. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Third question, Andy: For a tie in the Erasure song "When I Needed You." You yeah. sing about three things you'd like to be. Can oh you yes. name one of the of the oh three my things?
4: God. I can. I would be a sailor. Sh- sailor. I would be a sailor on a captain ship. Or okay, something.
1: I'll I'll give you that. It's technically a pirate ship, but yeah. A oh, sail, a ship. Okay. yeah.
4: <laughs> no, but that's good.
1: Wait. Yeti, any other? Can you name any other ones? Yeah. Wait. Uh, uh, not a pirate. pirate um a pirate, a sailor.
4: Yeah. No. Uh, a captain. No, not a captain. Um, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I can't think of it. No.
1: <laughs> okay, Sorry. It's a child and a soldier.
4: Yeah, I was oh, going to say well. a soldier. I was going <laughs> to yeah. say a soldier. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you you two are three for three. So we're going to now do tiebreaker round. Okay. So the way tiebreaker works, first yep. person to answer correctly or close enough wins. Are you yeah. both ready?
0: Yes. Yep.
1: Okay. Which British rock band released the album "The Queen Is Dead" in 1986?
4: Smiths. That is
1: correct. Uh, Andy got I didn't it. Even, like, the the Smiths. <laughs> Congratulations,
4: I was like, More Andy. Smith. <laughs> Thank you,
1: Andy. You are in Doctor Wally's Hall of Fame. A very close game. Congratulations.
4: Congratulations, Thank you, Andy. Very much,
0: Andy Bell. I, before I say goodbye to you, I just yeah. have to reiterate what an incredible, important, massive deal you are in my life.
4: Oh, it's so lovely to talk to you both.
1: And Andy, thank you for coming on and and talking about avascular necrosis, which affects, you know, 10 to 20,000 people a year, at least in the United States alone. So thank you so much for for sharing that. Thank
4: you very much. It's not an old people's thing, you know.
1: That's correct. Yeah. It actually (laughs) makes up 10% of the hip replacements that are done. So, yeah, it's yeah. wild.
4: Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. We've taken up too much of your time. Thank you. My Thank, love. you, so
1: much, Thank, you yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure. Thank
4: you so much.
0: Thank you. An honor. Yeah. I'm going to go cry now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I that mean, was amazing.
0: I was on the verge of tears the whole time.
1: Oh, Sean. I mean, it's crazy.
0: Like, like you know, Erasure, Depeche Mode, New Order, The Smith, right. The Cure, it's like, like your all whole... of those things. Yeah. Life, yeah, but Erasure, like amazing. he really was the first person that I was like, "Ooh, I, th- I love this voice." So it's mm. like, and you know all his songs, like the earlier songs. I'm sure you know, yeah, a respect, it, yeah, and all those. It's um, it's amazing. Chains of Love and like all those big hits. From the I can't 80s, believe but, it. Yeah, but anyway, that that was such an unbelievable treat for me, and then and to me share as that, well. and to share that with you yeah, at the same time.
1: Yes, yes. Anyway. Oh, man thank you to Andy, and thank you again to our callers for calling in. I'm talking to you, Bob and Samantha. And thank you to our listeners as well.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, don't worry. Be healthy.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Hypochondria Actor is a Hazy Mills production hosted by me, Sean Hayes, and Dr. Priyanka Wally. Rebecca Eisenberg and Todd Milliner are our executive producers. Production and editing is by Rabbit Grin Productions. Original music by Scott Eisenogel and Lior Rosner. This is a Hazy Mills production. All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.